Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S, IAN.com Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to today's episode of the Ringers NBA Draft Show. My name is Kevin O'Connor, and joining me today is Etan Almansa from the G League Ignite. This is the fourth and final part with my interviews with four 2024 NBA Draft prospects, Etan Almansa, Matas Buzelis, Alex Saar, and Ron Holland. I enjoyed all of these, able to nerd out with some of these draft prospects. I hope it's been able to help you get through your summer before NBA season begins. We're right around the corner, baby. It's coming soon. But for today, here's my conversation with Etan Almanza. I'm here with Etan Almanza from the G League Ignite, potential top five pick in the 2024 NBA draft. Etan, how are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, I appreciate you coming on today, man. How's life in Vegas? When did you arrive here uh, this past month? How are you enjoying it? I arrived on August 23, I think, and it was great. I mean, we started doing some individual workouts and then we started with team practice and the games. So yeah, it's been good. Have you been spending any time on the strip at all? You go to any shows, shopping? No, it's too hot, too hot. Too, too yeah. hot? You just stay in, stay stay in your home. apartment? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. I mean, yeah, that's the nice part. Like, yeah, I think you can do it. You can live the life that you want to out here. Yeah. Over the course of the year when the weather yeah. cools down, though, that's when you can like spend some yeah. time going to shows and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything you're excited to do? Any restaurants you want to try or anything like that? Um, sushi restaurants and just go shopping. Okay, I see. Where, where were you born? In Spain. And where in Spain? Murcia. What's it like there? Uh, it's hot too. It's hot there. So it's not like, it's like a different type of, because here, I mean, in Murcia it's more wet. So, and here it's like different and it's, it's worse here. You get the dry heat here, yeah. more humid there. But what was it like growing up there? What is there to do? Um, really nothing. I mean, it just, I've been there for my whole life since I was, since I was born till I was 14. So I've been there just with my family, my friends and just being the same every day. How did you like discover the game of basketball? Was that something from your parents or? Yeah, my dad played basketball, but I wanted to play soccer because in Spain it's more popular. So I started playing soccer and then 
And my best friend started playing basketball at nine years old. So then I joined him. Okay, I see. So you wanted to play soccer at first, then you got too tall. Can't yeah. can't be. Well, how tall you? Six eleven, seven feet. Yeah, six ten. <laughs> my mom was saying I should play basketball, and then went a couple times to try, but I didn't like it, so I went back to soccer. <laughs> and then one time, my best friend joined basketball, so I went with him. Now you have awesome footwork. Does that come from playing soccer? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I've been playing soccer like. A long time and on, on when I was in high school playing soccer, I like to play soccer too right now. So yeah, now, are you calling it soccer to me instead of football to be like you know American? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just curious. Not football? No, no, no. Uh, so do you are you gonna watch any American football games out here this year? You gonna go to a Raiders game or anything like that? I don't think so. Do you know anything about no. NFL? No, no. I mean, just the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> Maybe over time you might learn. Who knows? Yeah. But right. now, 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 being here in Vegas, you have so many talented teammates: Ron Holland, Miles Buzelis, Smith. Like, there's a long list of guys yeah. on this team that could be potential first round draft picks. What was part of the appeal for you to make the jump from the overtime elite? Now to the G League, uh, did it have anything to do with the talent level, like with your teammates? Like, why why did you make that decision? Uh, when, when I decided to come here, it was just Maras, and then I signed, but it didn't announce till like August. So then Ron and Tyler mm-hmm. came here, and I knew that. But I'm okay with that. I'm I'm good with having like good teammates on on my team. Then on practice, we can like really compete because we are so talented. So I feel like it's it was a good choice coming here. I just play a game, but I really like my what well, my role is here, and I feel comfortable playing with with that type of guys. So I like it. Yeah, yeah I feel like your type of game is best suited to be surrounded by talent. You yeah. make your teammates better. You're just one of those like connective pieces. How how would you describe your game to somebody who's never watched you play? Yeah, um, I would say I'm versatile, but for me, it's more like I preferred like to make my teammates happy. I mean, just to have everyone everyone involved in the game and just sharing the ball. If I can score, I will, but I prefer to have like 10 assists than 10 points, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm on selfies and I like just to win games and do whatever I, I need to win the games. Where does that mindset come from? Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I play soccer, as I said, and I just wanted to win. So I have to adapt to my role and I have to just pass the ball, set the screen, scream on. I will do it. I just want to win and just keep, keep improving. Now, hearing you talk about that, I interviewed Nikola Jokic back like in the 16-17 season. And that was at a time of his career before the MVPs, before the winning a championship. And that was at a time where like people knew like how awesome he was as a player. But that was at a stage where like he'd have games where he took four shots, yeah. zero shots sometimes. And then I think with him, like talking to him at that point, he was like, well, I don't, I don't always love the score. I like to make my yeah. teammates better. But I think he learned sometimes being selfless for your team sometimes requires you to score because yeah. that's what the team needs to win. Yeah. Do you feel like with you, is that something as much as you love to pass? Yeah. If you've got to score. Like, you yeah. Know you got to I need to be like more selfish in every way, not taking like, just like learning that I have to put sometimes me before other people and just my coaches. Since I went to overtime, they were saying the same that sometimes it's okay to pass, but other times I have to look for me and just try to score. Yeah. Who are your favorite NBA players to watch? Um, right now, I'll say either Joel Embiid or Alperen Sengman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Both of them are so different. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you talk about like, you like the pass, and beat is the score. He's yeah. the dominant yeah. score. I know, but it's just fun to watch, and I look up to him. Yeah. And then same when I look at the highlights and just 
I tried to add something to my game. What do you like about Embiid's game? Um, just the way he controls the game. I mean, how busy he is, how he moves on the court and just, yeah, he can do everything. He can shoot, he can drive, he can post up. Yeah, it's amazing. And what about Shangun? I feel like I can like be somewhere like him and I like, like what he does. I'm just like, he's not too fast. He don't jump too high, but he's still getting points, assists, and he's just a team guy. I really like his role. Yeah. I, I love Shane. I mean, I think that's a great, great kind of a player construct for you to look at with what you could be. Yeah. The difference between you and Shengen is like, you're way ahead defensively right now. Like your defense, you showed on a pick and roll in game one, and then you rotated over. I think it was the play where you got a steal and then you sparked a transition opportunity and then you finished yourself. Yeah. Like you are like such a versatile piece on both ends of the floor. Uh, with your game, like how do you assess your current level of defense? Uh, do you feel like you can play any scheme, drop coverage, switch? Um, I prefer to play like the show, but if I, have, if I have to play drop, I can't. And then I need to work on my switch. I, I, want, I want to be able to, to switch some guards and just make the defense easier. So I need to work on that and also be more of a sub blocker to help my team win. Yeah. Now, when it comes to like your, you say you prefer to show, like that's your preferred style. Do you think that's what you're best at right now? Yeah, I think so. I've been doing that when I was young and then with the national team a couple of times, the other times was like drop. I don't really like that. So I, I prefer to, to show. But I, would, I would like to. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, regardless, like if, if you can show that, that could someday translate into switching. And yeah. like, what do you need to improve that on switching? Is it conditioning footwork? Like, well, yeah, what is I'll say like footwork and being quicker and just like know how to use better my body, not try to just go for the steal or just try to stop at the first time, just be in front of him and then try to contest the shots. Offensively, like you mentioned Embiid, you know, Schengen, I mentioned Jokic earlier, like with his style. The thing I love most about your game, anytime I watch you, is your sense for handling pressure on the posts and from the elbow area. Like when I when I project you forward in the NBA, you feel like somebody who could be one of those kind of playmaking hubs. Yeah. Like it gets you the ball off the elbow, you're going to make the right decision. Like it's a bonus Somebody like that. And yeah. Is that the way you envision your role too? Yeah, I need to, I would say I need to improve my finishing with contact, but like, yeah, I like to wear the ball on the elbow and just try to, to create from there. Or even on the top of the key, just like to try to hand off DHO, fake pass, fake DHO. Yeah. And on the post first, I try to look for the cuts and just pass the ball. And if not, I can go to, to play in the post. Yeah. Now, one of the things we saw with Sabonis that was neutralized for him in the postseason is despite his passing ability and his ability to do all that, the lack of shooting in the playoffs. We saw a team sag off of him and force him to take some of those shots, which he was unable to do. So for the Kings, that's going to be important for him this summer season. Sabonis is going to have to be a threat to shoot even from his mid-range. With you, you have amazing touch under the basket. Like you, the hook shots, these leaning shots, like awkward positions, never mind like regular layups and whatnot. You have great touch. But your shot hasn't quite yet translated with the OT. You're like near 50% on the free throw line. You're inconsistent from behind the arc. What, why hasn't the shot yet clicked for you despite what is clearly amazing touch near the basket? I'll say just um, my confidence because like when I'm shooting by myself or with a coach, I feel like I can make shots, but then when it comes to the game, I don't have really that confidence to take the shots. I'll say that. And then all the, it was like 50% in the free throw. And then on the national team, I went like, I don't know, 90 or something like that, 85. So yeah, it's just my confidence and just 
be able, I mean, mentally to take the search because if I'm wide open and if I miss it, okay, everybody misses it. Just like being able to, to shoot and just keep shooting and taking more confidence on myself and then I'll be able to, to make more shots. Do you, like when you miss shots, do you get down on yourself? Like where, like what happens when that confidence dips? For example, yesterday's game, I took a three and then I missed it. So I had like two more and I didn't take the shot because of that. So I just have to be able to forget what happened on the show before and just shoot the ball like everybody does. I mean, I think like when I, like, I, like when I watch your game, I wouldn't expect that with a jumper because you are like always making smart plays, the right play. You seem to have like a next play mentality when it comes to a lot of things in the court. It's just something about the jumper. Like yeah. Something about that. Yeah. I don't have enough confidence yet, so I'm working on it. And also on my form, I have, I have uh, different shooting coaches and everything. But yeah, I feel like I have a good touch and I just need to keep working, of course, keep shooting more and more and more and then being more confident. Then, can, that co- can that confidence come just from something with mechanics? Like, can it be something with your hands or your feet or your the positioning of your elbow that maybe mechanically could lead to consistency and then consistency leads to confidence? Yeah. Or do you think it's more just all up here rather than mechanics? I would say it's both. Being more consistent too because sometimes I should... And I feel like it's a great shot and then the next shot is not the same. So I need to be more consistent and doing the same shot every time. But then it's also mentally. And I have to forget about that because everybody misses. Everybody takes like 10 to 15 shots. So if I take two or three threes and I make two, no, I don't make no, no threes. It's okay. It's just a learning process. And I'm on a draft process right now. So I have to be able to show that I can shoot and do a little bit of heavy. You know? I mean, I feel like the thing, I mean, we're talking about your shot, but even if you never took a three in your entire NBA career, I still think you could have a 15 year NBA career because of all these other qualities we're talking about. Yeah. I, hope. I mean, I'm just working on myself. I'm focusing on working on myself, but also on everything. Being here is helping me working with Mika because he's so physical and he has more experience than me. And he helped me a lot. So being with him is, I think it's going to, to help me and get me to the next level because how he is, he went with the USA national team. So I think he can really help me. And just, as I said, working on everything on my game, try to be the best version of me as I can when the draft comes. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. 
on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now you mentioned the national team that you've played on, that you've, you've won. Uh, what, what moment sticks with your mind of like the, the team moment you've had winning a championship? I would say when we went to overtime on the final, it was a hard game. We beat France by 20 on the group stage. So I don't thought it was going to be easy, but not that hard. And we were so nervous. We didn't do our, our best game. So, yeah, it was a hard game, and then we went to overtime, and we won. So it was really special for us because we've been working a lot. We've been together since we were, like, 14, so it was a really special moment for me and my family and also my team. Both. Are you vocal on the court? Yeah, I mean, I'm more vocal with the national team than here because of the language. Um, but, yeah, I would say when I get more confident on the court and, like... You speak good English. Yeah, but, you know, right now I'm in a new team, so I have to... I mean, let the people that have been here before talk, but then once like we're on the half of the season and I feel like I, I can't be vocal, I will be. Uh, so is that like being vocal when it comes to like calling out defensive coverages or do you mean like vocal no. in terms of like leadership? Yeah, oh, in terms of, of like, But yes. on the court, you still seem vocal. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, calling out coverages. Yeah, it like of okay. course, I have to tell you, but I mean more um, leadership. I now. see. You know? So you think you have like leadership qualities? Yeah, like, I feel You like, like to be vocal. Yeah, and I like to to help my teammates when they have like two or three bad, bad moments and they're all down. I like to like to push them and try to get them on the game again to try to win the game. So yeah, I would say I could be a leader, yeah. How would you describe Ron Holland who's, to somebody who's never watched him play? Um, he, he's amazing. I mean, once he goes to the rim, nobody stops him. And then he's a leader too and he's, he's vocal. He's a great defensive player. And yeah, he is like, He's a leader, as I said, and he, he's an amazing player, and I feel like he can be the number one pick. Yeah. How about Matas Buzelos? I'm him too. I never saw him play. I play against Holland on the under 17 national, uh, under 17 World Cup, and we lost against Holland, but I never seen Matas play since I came here, and he surprised me. He's like 6'10", and he can do everything. He moves so well. He can shoot. He can defense. He can also even play point guard. So, yeah, I feel they are two good players, yeah. yeah are there any NBA players you have a good relationship with? Um, not really. I just know Billy Hernan Gomez. He plays for the Pelicans. And then Santi Aldama, too. Mm-hmm. I went to, to training camp with the national team for like three or four days, and I was with him, yeah. Aldama was really good. Yeah, I mean, he got drafted on big 30. 30, mm-hmm. and now he's, he's doing crazy. He had a great World Cup, and I feel like he's going to be better this year. What do you think about the state of the big man in the NBA right now? You mentioned Embiid earlier. We talked Sabonis, Jokic. Like, bigs are back, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and you have to be able now, if you're a big, to do, like, everything. Jokic is a playmaker. He's, he's the center, but he brings the ball up. He passes the ball. He shoots. So he does everything. Then you have... Uh, Adebayo, he's like the center of the heat and he does the same. So you have to be like to do everything on the court to be a uh, starting center in the NBA and just, yeah. But Embiid, Embiid, he's, as I said before, he's amazing and 
I feel like he's the best center right now. How come? What makes him better than Jokic? Jokic just won the finals, dude. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He, I just like him so much. And he's like, he's so strong. He moves so good. Um, I feel like he's better than Jokic. He's a dominant defender, too. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. I think, I think, I think Jokic is better. But I, I, th- I think, like, if you're comparing the two one to one, Jokic has a by far better supporting cast. Like his supporting cast is way better than it beats. Yeah. That, that's, I think, the one thing that you could argue in favor of. Well, if you put a beat on, like, with an ideal circumstance. But I would say Jogic involves more the teammates than a beat because, mm-hmm. like, us. Better playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, if he was in Philadelphia, he might have won too. So that's, that's true. Like, if, if he were in Philly, he might have to score like a beat and pass a little bit less. Yeah. Well, with Embiid, uh, it's going to be fascinating this kind of season because then you get the James Harden yeah. situation. Yeah, following that. Yeah, what's he going to do? I don't know. I mean, he demanded a trade, and then and then he said uh, the GM's a liar, and he got fined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some drama that you never want to be part of in the NBA. No, no, no. <laughs> the Sixers feel like they're kind of uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, whether is there a team right now that you love watching that you think could win the championship this year? The Sixers? You think the Sixers could? Uh-huh. Are they, are, um, they, are they better than the Bucks and the Celtics right now? No, I don't think so. Uh, but Mata said he thinks the Bucks win the finals. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it may, it may be, yeah. I think the Nuggets can go again mm-hmm. for the championship. Yeah. Who are the teams you like watching most in the NBA? I like watching the Sixers and the Lakers too because of LeBron. Mm-hmm. And whatever, whatever KD plays, I like to watch him. Yeah. What do you like? What do you think about LeBron James? What do you love about LeBron James? Just his mentality. He's like the goal for me. And he, he does everything on the court. He's a leader. He helps his teammates. And then if he has to score 40 points to win, he's going to do it. So yeah. Is LeBron James the greatest player of all time? Yeah, I would say that. I've never watched Jordan play, so I would say LeBron. I mean, how old are you? I'm how old? 18. 18. I mean, yeah, like you lived through LeBron. I mean, yeah. I'm 33, so yeah, like I'm a little young for uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I was just a kid when he was winning championships. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, LeBron's longevity. Yeah. Uh, the peak of his career. I mean, I think the argument for LeBron and the thing is he's still gone. The yeah. Lakers going to win the finals this year, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They have a great team. Yeah, they had a great offseason. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think like the guys they've added, they, they had Gabe Vincent, they get D'Lo back on a good contract. Yeah. AD, uh, in the front court. Uh, I think, I think with AD, LeBron, and, and then of course, Austin Reeves. Yeah. You watch him during the World Cup. Yeah. Like he's built on what he did in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. He's doing great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel they got, they got win, maybe. Yeah. But it's so hard because like, there are like seven game series, so you have to be like super consistent and just like win a lot of games. So it's so hard. Are you looking forward to being in those moments? Yeah, sure. Well, what about it? Um, just like the energy of the crowd. I've been to a couple of playoff games and it's amazing. I went to a, a Knicks playoff game or playing, I don't remember. And it was amazing. Just the atmosphere, the people, the crowd. So I'm really excited, and I hope I can be there one one moment. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. I haven't been to a playoff game there, but I went to I went to some regular season games when the Knicks sucked and yeah. the crowd was pretty great. Like the, the Knicks weren't good, and the crowd was still great. Yeah, the times I, I won day one, or it was like a tie game they played this year against Miami, I think. So it was a super good game, and yeah, I like it. With uh, so that's Madison Square Garden. And then here in Vegas, they have the the Sphere. Madison Square Garden owns that. 
Did oh. you see the spear? Oh yeah, the yeah. big ball. Yeah, man. isn't that? Crazy? I saw I saw it on the plane, and it's, it's super weird. I saw. I mean, seeing pictures of it and videos of it on online, like it looks big. Like I'm, yeah. going, I'm going to a concert there later this month. Over it, yeah. Like the opening night, U 2s playing there, and uh, but like seeing it in person. Yeah, the thing is so big. Yeah, it's gigantic. Like it's yeah. like one of like wonders of the world. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, <laughs> are you gonna go to that? Would you go to a concert there? Nah, no, you don't no. like you too. You don't. No. <laughs> what kind of music do you like? Um, I like trap, but like from like Spanish. I mean, you know, Bad Bunny, Mike Towers, and then yeah. Anything else you like to do besides play basketball and listen to music? Or what are you into? Uh, you at all? You watch movies, anime, no TV? No. I watch video games. I watch YouTube a lot, and then when I get back from practice, I'm super tired, so I just lay on the bed and just. Watch some YouTube TV. I like to watch soccer now. Miami, um, Messi is now in Miami, so I like to watch the games. Yeah, I don't know much about soccer at all, but like I have some friends who love love soccer, and like I feel like with Messi, every single game he's doing something crazy. Yeah, like, that, like that pass he had, like the yeah. one that kind of went across the net, like yeah. he let his teammate perfectly. Like he's not yeah. I know he's in the US, so like a lot of celebrities goes to the games. I saw LeBron James went to the game, Harden too. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, mean, his, uh, I think like we talked earlier about like soccer and basketball figure with footwork. I think the patience too that you kind of have, yeah. like you're a patient player. Yeah. But I don't know. Like that, did that come from soccer too? Yeah, maybe. Also, I'm not the most athletic guy. So I try to use more my mind than my body just to, to think and try to get in the best position for me to finish. Yeah. Uh, last question here. What do you love about basketball? Um, just, um, being, be on a team that is like a family because you spend with your team more time than your own family, your, your friends. So just really get to know new people, new coaches, and they try to, to get you to where you want to go. So I would say just the, the friends that you create by playing basketball and also, uh, playing important games is so funny and being there on the important moments on the playoff games, final games is a great experience. So yeah. I mean, I hope this year the ignite like you and your teammates like talking to Ron Holland and Matas. They both talked about how you you guys want to win. You yeah. guys want to be a really good competitive team that can actually win the G League championship. I hope that crowd gets big, man. Like I, I yeah. hope you guys can start filling those seats. Right? Yeah, I mean that would be really cool if that's something that could happen this year with you guys. Yeah. More talent than the G League's ever had. Yeah, I hope. I like to play with with people watching, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel like we have a great roster this year. We have like eight young players and then the vets. So I feel like we can win a lot of games and maybe go to the playoffs. He's a really good coach too. I mean, yeah, I really excited like for you guys. Yeah. I hope we wish you the best this coming season, man. Looking forward to being back here in Vegas and watching some games. Thank, Thank you for coming on today, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Do me a favor, follow this podcast feed wherever you get your podcast. It really does help us out. And if you can, give us a five-star rating. Hope you have a good day.